How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from The Gaming Observer. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I hope you're looking forward to a great day of news for Monday, November the 16th. A great day indeed. Let's jump into it. Uh, before anything, we should definitely talk about numbers, because there was a lot of them this weekend. And that's courtesy of the NPD Group, which reported on the U.S. sales data for the month of October, so last month. And the highlight of this report is that the Nintendo Switch has now set a new U.S. October record for hardware dollar sales. And that beats the previous record set by the Nintendo Wii in October of 2008. And I'll just reiterate there, that's in dollar sales, not in units shipped. Uh, the Wii still has that one at 800,000 units compared to the Switch's 735,000. But the Switch costs more, so they made more money. It is also in its 23rd consecutive month as the best-selling hardware. However, that's probably going to end for the November report, considering the new consoles that just came out. However, that is a record, according to NPD. Looking at software, or the video games themselves, FIFA 21 took the number one spot. And surprisingly, that's actually the first time it's ever done that. Uh, for a launch month. And that may be surprising, but, you know, it makes most of its money through microtransactions anyway. Watch Dogs Legion came in at number three, even though it only had three days of tracking after it released. Although it might not have a good position in the next month, considering, you know, all of the other games that have come out this month. And then the only other debut on the charts was Mario Kart Live Home Circuit at number five. And if you don't know, this is the physical Mario Kart, where you can buy the little carts that race around your house. Uh, I was actually surprised at how high on the charts it was. It was a pretty hefty price tag. Anyway, in terms of numbers, the only other thing I wanted to mention relies on a pivot here, away from NPD, and we can look at the weekly charts of physical sales in the UK. This comes out every week, I don't usually talk about it, but... Uh, this past week saw a number of game releases, as you know, and for the first time in 13 years, Call of Duty did not take the number one spot in its debut week. So it took a surprise loss to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Even though it did sell for less days, it is still a surprise. And according to analysts, this is actually more of a success for Valhalla rather than a negative for Call of Duty. Because Activision Blizzard actually has said that Call of Duty has had its best digital launch in franchise history. So these charts only track the physical data. It still did extremely well. Uh, here's a bit of a wild one. On Friday, Montreal police swarmed a Ubisoft office for a suspected hostage situation uh, in connection to an armed robbery. Employees were even, like, barricading themselves in various rooms and on the roof and stuff like that. Uh, thankfully, it all ended up just being a hoax. They couldn't find a threat. I guess news outlets were being apparently sent fake phone calls. Uh, everyone in the building was able to leave peacefully. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know in case you saw the chatter but didn't know how it resolved. Everyone's fine. <laughs> Over the past few weeks, uh, Twitch streamers have been dealing with just a litany of DMCA takedowns and copyright strikes. I haven't talked about it yet, but here it is. A few days ago, Twitch did apologize for how they handled the situation. However, some just crazy things are still occurring where people are being uh, incorrectly penalized. Now, from Twitch's perspective, this is a bit of a difficult position that they're in. The music industry has really teamed up on them, applying a lot of pressure. Uh, and streamers have been frustrated. Twitch deleted thousands of VODs without giving the streamer an option to appeal or to preserve their content in any way. And most streamers at this point have simply deleted everything in their archive just to be extra safe, even if they think that they've never played anything worth DMCAing for. There's also been some examples of streamers getting strikes for just some ridiculous things. The recent thing is that there's some in-game sound effects that are being DMCA'd, like a grandfather clock going off. All of a sudden, there's somebody going and saying, hey, I own that. 
and you're not allowed to play it, right? That's a bit ridiculous. There's also been some cases of DMCA flags on videos that have already been deleted, so the creator gets rid of it, and then they said, hey, you're not allowed to have that. Well, it's gone. What, do, what am I supposed to do? So anyway, this kind of thing with the DMCAs are an inevitability, right? YouTube had to go through it as well, and probably rightfully so, right? Copyright protection is a very important thing. However, what's happening now is Twitch not handling it very well, not being prepared for it like they maybe should have been, and obviously the people issuing those strikes are pretty egregious. The last thing I want to leave you with today is that there were so many games released last week, and I've talked about a lot of them, but in the flurry, I wanted to point out some games that you might want to check out, which I haven't really covered a lot. Uh, the first one you've probably seen people talking about, the Demon Souls remake from From Software. It has reviewed incredibly well, and it's considered like the game of next generation consoles. Obviously, it's the only first party exclusive to launch with the console. Uh, if you're a fan of those games, you'll definitely want to check it out. There's also a game on the PS5 called Astro's Playroom. It's totally free with every PS5, and it's basically there to show off all of the new features, especially the DualSense controller. And I'm hearing a ton of great things about it, so don't skip it if you do get the console. Uh, there's a game called Bug Snacks. I'm sure you've seen the memes. Uh, this game is developed by the folks who did Octodad. It's a very over-the-top, cartoonish adventure game. Uh, many people are calling it a pleasant surprise, so give it a look if it caught your interest. And then finally, I'll tell you about Godfall. This was promoted a lot. It was the first PS5 game to be revealed. Uh, unfortunately, the reception has been fairly meh. People love the graphics and the combat, but everything else is apparently fairly repetitive. So if you're thinking of getting Godfall, make sure you watch some footage first. Read the reviews. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow with even more news. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hola, TGO After Show. So I've actually been doing quite a bit of gaming over the past, I don't know, week or so that I don't normally do, or at least I haven't talked about on the show yet. Because, you know, you've heard all of the 50 games that I consistently play, but I've made some, I've added some things to the lineup, I guess you could say. Uh, and that's because, you know, life has been really stressful this past week. You've heard all about my essay. And while that goes on, I end up finding, you know, the need for breaks that are one to two hours long. And that usually means I don't want something that's too intense, where, you know, I need to invest myself in something. Like, I would love to play The Witcher 3 on my two-hour break, but that's just, like, kind of a stress of its own, you know? Or a, a mental energy of its own. I need to play a game where I can turn my brain off and not have to think. And so one of those things has been playing with my friend, my best friend, who I've been playing for two weeks with now. It's nice, we're doing a, a little bit of a consistent thing which we've never really been able to do before. Uh, we're playing Halo. And, you know, when I play with this friend, it really is an opportunity to turn the brain off. Him and I just chill out, really, and it's quite nice. You get some social contact without the, uh, without the pressure of needing to be entertaining the entire time. It's quite nice. Anyway, so we're playing Halo. This is the main, this is the main thing I want to tell you about. We started to play the Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition. That's the first Halo game. And we had actually played, like, the first four missions, like, last year or something like that. He had gotten the Game Pass for the first time, and I was like, ah, perfect opportunity to revisit something from our childhood, because we had played Halo when we were kids. And then that was the only time that we played anything together that year. We had a one-off session, and that was it. So we revisited it and picked up where we left off around mission four or five. And after basically one play session, we immediately decided to go and start at Halo 2. Because my god, 
Halo Combat Evolved is so repetitive. And maybe it was just one mission, and maybe back in the day it wasn't so bad, but we played this one level that was literally copy and paste like six times. And I was amazed. I was like, I don't remember this at all. But yeah, we're playing it and we're like, oh, well, I know what we're supposed to do next. And many of the times we ended up just like running right past the enemies because it was cookie cutter. It eventually got to the point that we thought we glitched something that we, you know, we kept seeing the same thing over and over. Oh, we screwed something up or we missed something from the story where we needed to, you know, end a time loop or something. But nope, that's just what the game is. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Apparently, the, the original release of the game, that was one of its criticisms, was the repetitiveness. But man, we, we, uh, we couldn't stand it. We couldn't do it anymore. So we, uh, we moved to Halo 2, and that was actually quite surprising. They, they redid all of the animations for the cutscenes on that one, and it looks like straight out of a movie. Like, if you had said this is from a movie, I would have believed you. So not only are the uh, actual events of the game much more exciting now, but the, the repetition is gone. The, the missions are more unique. There's more variety in the weapons and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, that's where we landed. We decided that once we're done with Halo 2, we're going to take a break from Halo. Because I think playing all of the Halo games back to back is like the ultimate repetitiveness. Because, I mean, it's kind of like Call of Duty, right? It's just, it's Halo. What more can you say about it? You say Halo, it's, it's the same thing. Obviously, there's differences between the games, but the core gameplay loop of Halo does not change. So yeah, I figured I would uh, introduce him to some off-the-beaten-path games that he probably hasn't heard of that are on the Game Pass. I figure we'll play something like Remnant or uh, No Man's Sky, Sea of Thieves. You know, these games that I know very well and have heard plenty about, but definitely have not hit, like, the mainstream, right? Well, I, okay, I guess No Man's Sky probably hit more of a mainstream, but I don't know. You talk to the random person. They know what Halo is, but they don't know what No Man's Sky is. Okay, anyway, that's it for me. Uh, back with the news tomorrow, and hopefully I'm still alive. So, until then, farewell.